Hello, everybody. This is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Today, I want to talk about something that you may never have heard before, and that is, who are the people of my curse? I want to start at the 24th chapter of Isaiah. Here's what it says. Behold, the Lord makes the earth empty, whoa, and makes it waste, turns it upside down, wow, and scatters abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so her mistress, as with the buyer, so the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the taker of usury, and also the giver of usury, the land shall be utterly emptied, utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. Man, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty tough. We're only on the third verse. The earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, and broken the everlasting covenant. Exactly. Therefore has the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. They're found guilty. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The new wine mourns, and the vine languishes. All the the merry-hearted do sigh. Um, Dropping down to 10. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up, that no man may come in. There is a crying. Because of the wine in the streets, all joy is darkened. The mirth of the land is gone, the joy. In the city is left desol- excuse me, desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. Down in verse 18, well, 17, Fear in the pit and the snare are upon you, O inhabitant of the earth, and it shall come to pass that he that flees from the noise of the fear shall fall into a pit, and he that comes up out of the pit shall be taken with a snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved, and the earth is moved exceedingly. Verse 20. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage. The transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall, and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are up lofty and high, the kings of the earth upon the earth. They shall be gathered together as the tares are gathered together, Matthew 24, as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison, 
and after many days they shall be visited. Then the moon shall be confounded, and the sun ashamed, when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Zion and Jerusalem before his ancients gloriously. Okay, so who are the people that God will be cursing? That's the question. The answer is found in chapter 34, not 24, but 34. Come near you nations to hear. Listen, you people of the earth, hear, and all that are therein, the world, and all things that come forth from it. For the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations, and his fury is upon all their armies. He has utterly destroyed all of them. He has devoured them, or delivered them, sorry, to the slaughter. Their slain shall be cast out, and their stink shall come up out of their carcasses, um, and the mountains thereof shall be melted with their blood. All the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll. And you've heard me talk about that several times, and all their hosts fall down. So then it gets a little more specific in verse 5. For my sword shall be bathed or drink its fill in heaven, that is, from the sky. Behold, it shall come down upon Idumea, Edom, in other words, the Middle East, upon the people of my curse to judgment. So that's who it is. It's the Edomites. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood, made fat with fatness, and with the blood of lambs and goats and the kidneys of rams. And these, I believe, are references to army personnel. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Bozra, or Basra, which is a city in southern Iraq. There's actually two of them in the Middle East and a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. Hmm. See Amos 1, 11 and 12. The unicorns shall come down with them. That's another reference to army men. So, and the bullocks and the bulls, and the land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. It is the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord's vengeance. And the year of recompenses, or paybacks, uh, for the controversy of Zion. Get this, verse 9, Isaiah 34. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch, and the dust thereof shall become brimstone, and the land thereof shall become burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night or day. The smoke thereof goes up forever. From generation to generation it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. Unquote. Idumea shall be underwater. Let's go to Jeremiah 51 and verse 42 and 55. Here it says, The sea shall come upon Babylon, 
Babylon is the whole region of Iraq, uh, parts of Iran, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, Jordan, um, Syria, Lebanon, etc. The sea has come upon Babylon. She is covered with a multitude of the waves thereof. Now, a lot of teachers seem to say that this is talking about armies and not real water. I disagree with that. I think it's it means what it says, real water. Verse 55 says, Because the Lord has spoiled Babylon and destroyed her, out of her the great voice, when her waves do roar like great waters, a noise of their voice is uttered. Now, do you think that could possibly be meaning um, that it's just people? Hmm, I do not think so. And here's why. In verse 64, it says, And you shall say, Thus shall Babylon sink and not rise from the evil that I will bring upon her. And they shall be weary because of the fire. They shall be weary. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Hmm. Now in verse 50 or 64, that's what we read there. Let's see. I was wanting to find... Well, let's flip back to chapter 13 of Isaiah for a second. I will punish the world, in verse 11, for their evil, and the wicked for their iniquity, because of their arrogance, the arrogance of the proud, I will cause to cease, and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more precious than rare fine gold. And then... um, I'm going to drop down to verse 19. In Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees, excellency, or pride, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited, neither will it dwell, will, let's see, neither shall it dwell in it uh, from generation to generation, That's really an odd way to put it. Neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their folds there, but wild beasts of the desert will be there. Their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and owls will dwell there, and satyrs will dance there. The wild beasts of the islands hmm, shall cry in their desolate houses, and the dragons in their pleasant places. And her time has come, and her days shall not be prolonged. Verse 17 says um, that made the kingdoms, or the world, as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the houses. I'm in the middle of a thought there. Let's back up a little bit. Verse 16, They that see you shall narrowly look upon you and consider saying, Is this the one that made the earth tremble and kingdoms shake? It's talking about Satan. 
All the kings of the nations, verse 18, shall lie down in glory, every one in his own place. But you are cast out of your grave. And then um, in verse 30, And the firstborn of the poor shall feed or eat, and the needy shall lie down in safety. And I will kill the root of your famine and slay your remnant. But I'm still trying to find one other verse that I, I need to show you. Aha! Uh -huh. It's in verse 11 of 34 of Isaiah. And this is why I think it's real water. But the cormorant and the bittern shall possess this, the owl and the raven shall dwell therein, and he shall stretch upon it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. Idumea will be under water. These are waterfowl to some degree, to a large degree. Now, is there any hope left for all of us? Well, if you follow chapter 34 with chapter 35, you will see that there is great hope. And I always want to point that out. It's not all gloom and doom. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. For who? Well, let's just see. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it and the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. Now, I know I've read these before, but it's full of hope. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Sounds like Revelation 21 and verse 4. Let's see what that says. Well, let's start in verse 3, chapter 21, Revelation. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, the throne, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. He's coming here. Wow! And be their God. Wow! He shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall there be any pain any more, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Talk about restoration or restitution. There's nobody going to be better at it than the one who made it in the first place, and that's Jesus. It's his planet. He owns it. God and him built the universe, and they own it. Your father loves you with a passion, and he's not going to let you go. And instead, he's going to keep you around forever to do great things and enjoy 
his lifestyle. Wow, what could be better than that? Wealth? He's the wealthiest being in the universe, bar none. There's no one greater than him. We have a lot to look forward to, my friends. In verse 6, he says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Wow, I love that. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. In verse 3 of chapter 22, get this, And there shall be no more curse, but instead the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be there, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, that is, in their minds. There shall be no night there, and there will be no need of a candle or lamp, neither the light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Tune in again next time, if you would, and we'll go through some more of these wonderful scriptures. I love them dearly, and I care about you because you care about them too. And you have a great future because of him. You can go to my website to learn more. It's itellwhy.com or jesusiswhy.com. You can email me at jesusiswhy at gmail.com. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day. and God bless.